Yo, what's going on, guys? My name is Chandler, the Geek Slays, and welcome back to the Scuffed Ass Podcast, episode 145. We're back with the man, the myth, the legend, Jake Talk Sports. How you doing, man? I am doing pretty darn good. How are you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. Weirdly tired. I've been this way for like three weeks now. I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I feel I'm getting over getting sick, so I can't say I'm 100% either, right. but... Here we are. You don't got to be a hundred percent. You just gotta gotta keep pushing, right? Right. Yes, nope. sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. So, I don't have a great plan of what's going on. The first thing I want to bring up though <clears throat> sure. is me and Eero made the dual draft hat videos. We made a couple while I was in Illinois visiting him. Mm-hmm. Most recent one that I posted a couple days ago. Can't remember exactly which day at this point. But the Steelers popped up for me. I needed wide receivers, and I picked Deontay Johnson. Why is the internet trying to tell me George Pickens was the answer? Dude's had, like, one good game in his career. Let's calm the fuck down. It It is mostly – the thing with Deontay is, is mostly recency bias. Um, he is – I mean, there were points last year where he was pretty much a consensus top 10 receiver. Um, And I don't think that much has changed. I think that he hasn't necessarily gotten worse. The guys below him just got way better. And so they kind of moved above him. And I think Pickens is just like this fun, exciting, energetic rookie that everyone's like, well, since you like is some kind of, since he's got that dog in him, he has to be better than Deontay Johnson. But in reality, you watch the film and Deontay Johnson is more fine as a route runner. He probably has better hands, although Pickens' hands are crazy. I would definitely give hands there, to Pickens. Yeah, probably. But um, he's more refined as a receiver in general. I mean, yeah. Pickens is still kind of a one-trick pony where it's just like, throw it up to him, he'll come down with it most of the time. Um, Deontay just, I mean, I don't really give him too much flack for the fact that he isn't like having some breakout season this year because his quarterback situation has been absolutely insanely bad. And just yep. because Kenny Pickett, who is also a rookie, tends to favor George Pickens because they probably have a better relationship than him and Deontay. It it doesn't move me. I think Pickens is going to be good, but I don't think I don't really see a world where he's the wide receiver one there this year. But it no. could and could and most likely will happen in the future. Eventually. Absolutely. I I just think I don't know the way we overreact to rookies is wild. Remember last year, Jamar Chase being in the top five wide receiver. Uh, after yeah. his rookie year, oh, he's top five receiver. No, he's not. Jamar's great, but we need yeah. to calm. I didn't put JJ in my top ten after his rookie year. Like we need to calm down. Everybody does. Yeah, and I mean, it's really just because we've had so many phenomenal rookie receivers recently that like any of them does one good thing and they're the next superstar wide receiver, right? Um, and this year's class, I think, actually has some pretty high potential because uh, even like Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs have been okay and they were like late round guys. But then you have the guys like, you know, obviously George Pickens and Jameson Williams hasn't even played. We don't know anything about what he's going to look like in the NFL. Right. Um, and then there's like Jahan Dotson, who's been pretty solid despite being 
being pretty heavily slept on pre-draft. Yep. Um, I know I'm forgetting a big name that you can correct me Garrett on. Garrett Wilson, but Drake Chris London, Olave. he's been good. Garrett Wilson. I mean, all of those guys have been solid. There hasn't right. been like a superstar. There hasn't been a Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson. Um, and it's just because Ohio State is a wide receiver factory, and that won't change for a while. So as long as Ohio State still has those receivers, we'll be getting some good rookie seasons. But yeah, I think the reason we haven't seen the superstars yet is because my two favorite wide receivers from this class still haven't got to play. Jamison and John Mechie. I would have taken Mechie over so basically everyone except yeah. Jamison and Garrett Wilson. Mechie was my wide receiver three. I really hope we see Mechie at some point, and I'm sure we will. I hope so as um, well. But Jamison, I'm so intrigued. I don't know if he's even going to play this year. I don't know what the situation is down there. I have um, no idea. But I thought that he was – I thought it was like a midseason thing because um, he was on the physically able to play, which is like at least four or five games, I believe. The beginning of the season i don't know what's going on with him uh, what the timetable is but that receiving core is good enough so uh jameson williams has returned to practice <clears throat> now wearing number nine cool. instead of number 18 um uh, so Interesting. yeah he's he's taken uh stafford's number so that's dope um yeah <laughs> so he's he's coming back Apparently, he might be on the field by the end of the season since he's now on the practice field. Who knows when when we'll get him, but he has finally returned to practice, and that article was written today. So, yeah, within the last okay. 12 hours, there's been some reports that he's finally in practice. So that's good. We might see some Jamison before the end of the season, which I'm That'd excited be dope. for. <clears throat> Yeah, <clears throat> he's so he's he was my favorite receiver in this class. That speed's just nuts. <laughs> oh, me, it's insane! Yeah, I think he has like ninety-eight speed Madden as a rookie. Yeah, it's crazy. So I wanted to ask real quick: mm-hmm. Do you plan to talk about Zach Wilson on your episode? We can talk about him on both of our episodes if you'd like, but I, I do have the New York team's quarterback situations okay. on my agenda for my. I, so I think I don't want to go over the same stuff every time. Uh, so we'll just we'll pivot away from that. That's fine. So I don't know if we talk. We haven't talked about the Packers Titans game. What were your thoughts on Thursday night? <sighs> Um, so I, the game went pretty much exactly how I expected it to go coming into it. Um, it's just, Derrick Henry is so hard to stop on second and third and shorts. That's just how it goes. You know, um, every single time the Titans, especially against the Packers run defense, every single time the Titans are at second and five, they are going to get a first down. Whether it's on that play or the third down play, if they give it to Derrick Henry twice, it's automatically a first down. And the thing is, they killed us in the passing game too. And that was the problem, was that we would have them to third down, and I'd be like, okay, let's just get the... They're not going to run it, so let's just stop them. It's Ryan Tannehill. And then all of a sudden, Robert Woods is like wide open over the middle of the field with no defenders within 15 yards of him. And I'm just like, guys, we know they're throwing the football. Like, what are we doing? And 
Tyree game, the defensive schemes were awful. Joe Barry, I don't I don't know how he has a job, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, there is just he has done nothing positive for this defense. Okay. No, he's it's kinda like a situation negatives. where like Yeah. It's a situation where like you bring a guy in to do a specific job and that one thing that you're supposed to do. I mean, you give you're giving this dude you're handing this dude the keys to one of the most talented defenses on paper in the NFL. And he just Blew it, and as far as the offense goes, I was not like entirely disappointed. It certainly had its moments where I was just like, "That's about right." But like Christian Watson, man, I'm starting to come around to him. Um, that was a really nice catch um, on that for a touchdown when Rodgers had the free play. Um, I mean, he went up and got it. Um, I, I don't know. I expected us to be able to run the ball better, but Jeffrey Simmons made sure that didn't happen. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I'm disappointed. Like, I really thought that was a game we could win. Um, I know that we were most people were picking the Titans because of Derrick Henry and our run defense and because of the Titans' defense. And Mike Vrabel probably is a better coach than LaFleur. So, I oh, mean, all those things add up to. Without a doubt. All those things add up to. Even if we were the more talented team, which in some aspects I think we are, yeah. it's Mike Vrabel just knows how to coach a football team that doesn't have to be an all-star roster, and that's why he's probably going to be my pick for coach of the year if they keep winning. I, so. I don't think – didn't Vrabel win coach of the year last year? I don't think he's getting it two years that's in a true. row. That's true. They don't repeat. They're not It'll repeat. be Dable this year unless the Giants fall off a cliff. And I think they're going to. I really do. They got a tough. They got. They have a tough stretch coming up. Tough stretch, and the commanders have heated up at the right time, man. Uh, like it's they're gonna, part of. They're part of the tough stretch. Yeah, they have to play them twice. They've been twice in a year. row. They get a. They get them. They get their bye week, and then they get Washington again. That's Wild. so. In the next th- four mm. weeks, the Giants might be completely out of the playoff picture. It is entirely possible. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't. Either. I really don't. They are not a. They are not a playoff football team. I think Washington's. I don't think I really ever seed. said they were going to make it. Oh, I don't think anybody. Yeah, did. and Heineke, something about the man, dude. And I know you've talked about this on your podcast. I've listened to you guys talk about this. It just. There's a reason why he's starting over Carson Wentz, and it isn't because of necessarily talent. It's definitely not It's because not the talent. team just decides we're going to play better with Taylor Heineke at quarterback, no matter what the situation Dude. is. And it happens. It's The evidence is there. Yeah. Like it, it just it is, it is crucial. I don't get it. <clears throat> four is on the field, the commanders are a way better team. Carson is the better quarterback. I don't think anyone in the world would argue that. I don't even think Taylor Heineke would argue that. Genuinely, I don't. But If you if, asked him, I guarantee you not, yeah. No, if you asked him, you know, who do you think's more skilled, you or Carson? He would just say, oh, it's Carson, without a doubt. Oh, without a doubt. But that's also just because Heineke's is a right? humble little fucker. But, <laughs> like, yeah. but, no, I love that guy. I don't, But I don't know why. I don't know what about him does that, but we saw it in his first ever start in the NFL, which was a playoff game for the Commanders. Dude went toe-to-toe with the GOAT yep. and gave him the toughest run out of anybody Just in about the playoffs him. that year. Heineke got yeah. his first start against the GOAT and took the GOAT 15 rounds, and that was nuts. I mean, 
it's just like and like i don't think they win the eagles game with carson once like, i don't either I'm not entirely sure against that Eagles defense. I don't know if I feel like that defense would probably force Carson Wentz to do something Carson Wentz ish. I don't know if Wentz is healthy and just not playing at this point, now, or if he's yeah. still hurt. Or... I think now he's just a healthy Man. scratch because I mean you can't they take keep Heineke winning, out. You can't. They keep winning, then why why not ride him? I mean, right. they started the year one and four. Right. They have won. They're, oh, They're five they, and one like, since then. Five and one. Yeah. Now I think at least one of those was with Carson, but whatever. Oh, yeah, I think the Titans game was with Carson. I believe they won. No, they lost to the Titans. Who did they? <clears throat> God damn it! Forget. Now I gotta go find the Commanders. Got hurt. <clears throat> I gotta go find the Commanders' schedule. Is it? Let's see. They beat the Jaguars, then lost to the Lions, Eagles, Cowboys, and Titans. That was their one and four start. Ah, shit. Okay. Then they had a win against the Bears. That one was with Carson. Then they beat the Commanders, Colts, mm. lost to the Vikings, beat the Eagles, beat the Texans, and... Yeah, they have, out of their last, what is this, six games, they get the Falcons. That's a winnable ball game. They get the Giants twice. Oh, yeah. Those are both winnable ball games. They get the Browns. That's winnable. They get the Cowboys. That's their final game of the year. So, could be winnable. If Dallas is a wild card team and has no shot at the one seed, they might rest their starters. Which means Washington they might even end up being them. the one seed, depending on how their game yeah. next game with Philly ends up yep. playing out. So, um, well, yeah, no, no I their mean, next game with Philly doesn't mean anything for Dallas. I mean, it does, that's but right. it doesn't because their record's already low enough that it truly wouldn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're. Hmm. I, I, I think that the Browns are going to be a little tough because Deshaun Watson's back. I mean, he might suck. I really hope he sucks. That's that's the hope. And then the, I still think they can take care of business because that Browns defense sucks. Their their toughest game is that December 24th, They on Christmas Eve, they, get, they travel to San Fran. I think... Oh, that's... Real, real weird. Washington's one of the best run defenses in football. If they can stop the run, they're forcing mm -hmm. Jimmy G to beat them, and I don't think he can. Yeah, but I think it goes the other way. Because that 49ers defense oh, is also really, could. really good. But that's the uh, other thing. The 49ers secondary uh, isn't great. And the, the I what I think is the yeah. reason that Taylor Heineke does so much better than Wentz is he's not afraid to give Terry and Curtis Samuel and his receivers a shot. He's just going to chuck it. He doesn't give a fuck. He's like, all right, Terry, yeah. you're over there. Go make a play. And against a defense like the Niners where they don't have a great secondary, that might work out really well for them. I think that will be a really good game. There's a reason Washington's so competitive with these top-tier teams. It's that defense. Yeah. And it's Heineke's little heart. <laughs> that little heart's getting him going. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, I do want to backtrack real quick to the Packers game and 
bring back up your defense. <laughs> yeah, your DC, the reason we can all know for sure that he's so bad, he turned Jair Alexander from a top three corner to a bottom five corner. Jair looks awful every week. He's getting torched. Now, he'll make a play or two, but why is he constantly torched? Was Jair a fraud, or is it just the DC? I think, and I said this on Twitter, I think that Jair has definitely regressed, and I think we kind of jumped the gun on top three corner narratives for him, but I also don't think that he has fallen out of my top 10. Right. I think that Joe Barry is a big part of that because he ends up just having to be the nearest person to the ball, even though he wasn't originally covering them. Right. It's kind of like, like, I don't know, the, some of the coverages we run, like we, like we, last week, especially against the Titans, we were dropped, like our corners were like on like the 10 yard line, like the 10 yard marker, like on like third and 10. And so what would happen is Jair would like, come would always be the guy to like come up, make the stop on the throw. And they'd be like, Jair's getting cooked. I mean, he just allowed a seven-year completion. In reality, Jair wasn't even, like, there. Um, but right. I, I, I do think I can pretty confidently say, as much as it pains me to say it, that we definitely jumped the gun a little bit on Jair. I don't think he really was proven enough. Um, I think fair. it's the same situation with, like, Deontay that we talked about, where he hasn't necessarily gotten, like, significantly worse, but, like, the cornerback play this year has been That's phenomenal um, at, at the very top. Like, Patrick Sertan and, like, even Trayvon Diggs has turned into, like, an actually, like, solid corner. Like, he's kind of beating the like, merchant narratives. You know, like, Xavier Howard's still been pretty good this year. You know, Casey Horn and... Sertan just lost his argument for best corner in the game last week, though. Devontae made him look like a little guy. I do think think he lost the CB1 spot, but I don't discredit him too much because it was Devontae Adams. It's the best route runner in football. Like, he's going to get you. I don't even know who I would put at CB1 right now. I... Like, I'm all the guys who have an argument have gotten torched at some point this year. That's why I'm going to yeah. give it to Ramsey. I mean, probably, it's probably still Ramsey. I'm taking the most proven guy. But like, all the top ten guys you would name in whatever order have all – you can point to a game this year yep. where they've gotten flamed. Yep. So, yeah. Except for the rookie, Sauce Gardner. He's yeah, a- I mean, he hasn't gotten flamed. No, no His not worst thing is – Every time the Jets play zone, Sauce is somehow the closest guy to the guy who scores or makes a big play, and they go, that's Sauce's fault. It's like, nope, that was zone coverage. That's not his zone. What? This is why you don't trust PFF when you say things. Yeah, Sauce, he just, I, I have never in my life, in my time watching football, seen... A, a rookie come in and be this good. I mean, he is just out of this world. Like corners, he, rookie man. corners do not do this. Rookie corners don't do this. Very, very rarely does it happen. And those who do, they are they are like solidifying themselves as a top ten corner for the next like five or ten years. Because if you're good right away at corner, you're going to be good. Oh, I can <laughs> tell you another corner who uh, was this good. 
his rookie year, which really isn't fair. Nitrain Lane. His 14 pick season. If we're comparing was just a him to Nitrain Lane, then <laughs> I think he's in a pretty good oh, spot. Also, so Nitrain Lane, Patrick Peterson, and Dion are the three that were comparable rookie years. Like the came in and all were guys one of the best who, corners in the league and all Hall of Famers. All guys who are, yeah, Hall of Famers and might even be, I don't know if Patrick Peterson is, but might even be top 10 at the corner position. Right. I, I don't know time. if you can put Pat Pete there, but he's he's a Hall of Famer when Ooh, he retires for sure. He's definitely up there, yeah. But, 100%, yeah. Yeah. When, when the only three corners who have, played at a comparable level to you our future hall of famers you're having a good rookie year <laughs> good Lord. yeah yeah for sure um so we're gonna talk about the jets situation i think we should talk about the patriots situation at qb what do you do I agree. Man, I just I don't know. Uh they free agent market sucks. Geno Smith gonna get franchise tagged. He's yep. staying in Seattle. Lamar Jackson gonna get franchise tagged or signed to a big extension. Jimmy Garoppolo, I Lord knows what happens with him, because obviously the Niners like him. Uh Brady, you have to offer Brady a bag to go to the Jets and he'll probably just end up retiring at the Bucks get blown out of the playoffs this year. I don't think um, Brady retires. I don't think he'll be a buck next year. Oh, God, no. That's my hot take. Is that either way? Especially if they miss the playoffs somehow, which they won't because their division is a joke. But um, if they get bounced out of the playoffs early, um, I think Brady probably leaves. I, don't, I mean, the Jets fit his criteria. They're a well-built team, poised to win. All they need is a quarterback. He wants to go back to the AFC East and try and dominate it again. I mean... It would be funny for narratives. And revenge against the Patriots. Constant revenge. Yeah, I mean he'd probably he would he would he would probably go undefeated against the Patriots this time with the Jets. I think Brady to the Jets. Unless is Belichick more, was in his bag. Right. But I think Brady to the Jets is more possible than people want to say. I'm not saying it's the likeliest spot. If Brady hits free agency, he will have basically his pick of anywhere. You know the Patriots are calling him again. You know the Jets are going to go calling. You know the Giants are going to go calling. You know the Commanders are going to go calling. Honestly? Yeah. The Vikings might go calling. The Lions could go calling, depending on how their offseason goes. If they can get some defensive pieces, you already have one of the best O-lines in football. You've got good weapons. If you can fix that defense, that might be a spot for Brady. Uh, I'm trying to think of some yeah. other teams who might need a guy. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. Um, <laughs> the Steelers could honestly go Steelers. calling. <laughs> um, the Saints, Saints could, which would be hilarious. Go to the team he can't beat yeah. for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I think as far as the Patriots go, they... I think that there are two quarterbacks in this class who could get the Josh Rosen treatment, and they're both in the AFC East. I 
I don't know where the Patriots are going to end up picking because they're not great. Um, but I think that they are going to be a team who might take a shot on like Anthony Richardson yeah. or like whoever falls, Will Levis falls, which I guarantee you he will because he's been awful recently. Um, Even CJ Stroud. And the thing fall. is. CJ Stroud's an Ohio State quarterback. If he does not play well against Michigan, and the, and they drop out of the playoff, his draft stock is going to plummet. Absolutely, and exactly I think, like Justin Fields. I think um, Stroud could. The Fields one was weird because he made the playoff, beat Clemson, lost yeah, in the national championship. But why, it's just like people, never people get like people get skittish about Ohio State quarterbacks yeah, because they fair. don't work out. I was. But like but I also loved Fields, Stroud so. Stroud it's just I don't see it with him. No. I think Bryce Young is so much better. And Stroud if he is, is not the number one overall pick. Stroud I mean, he's is Mac just Jones. Mac Jones in an Ohio State uniform. Mm-hmm. I mean it, it literally and I just I don't know what you do because you go into next year. Let's say I think the most likely option is the Patriots say this is it, Mac. I mean, you. This is your third year. This is is. I mean, I mean, honestly, I probably would because if he's bad, then you get a good draft pick, and if he's good, you keep him around. I you know? wouldn't because Bill wants to. And it's like, Bill's what do you close. do with Bailey Zappi? Nothing. And like he's not. You don't do anything with him. He's just gonna sit behind whoever they draft or whoever they. He's your backup, and, and he's and, a damn good one. And it's just like, I mean, I don't know. I if I were them, I'd be doing everything possible to avoid going into next year with Mac Jones. But I mean, this team isn't gonna win anything with Mac Jones. I mean, we saw it. Like they, the second they got to the playoffs, the Bills just manhandled them. Yeah. And whatever. I mean, the Patriots are the Patriots. They'll figure it out. But Jones, I I don't see a route where you succeed from going into next year with Mac. The Patriots are in such a position. To, oh, I hate it. Uh, Brady and Josh McDaniels are going back to the Patriots, and they're going to go win another fucking I ring. And I'm I do think that it is a Brady move. To be like to finish his career with the team he started it with, quarterbacks, any position, they do that all the time. Right, and I mean it's think not about unthinkable. The narrative. Brady left, proved he could win without Belichick, and then went back to Belichick and gave him another ring, just as one final nobody, fuck you as he walked out the door. Nobody in that building's saying no. Right. That Belichick like, might try, but Kraft will just go, ah, I signed him anyways, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sign him, sign him to a one-year deal. The defense is unreal. I don't know like, how. I mean, Belichick. It's because but... it's Belichick, yeah. I mean, we literally talked about, like, our, when we did our, like, when, during the offseason, whenever we were on each other's shows, every single time the Patriots came up, it was like, yeah, I mean, I know it's the Patriots, but that defense is just not good at all. And now their defense, like, Matthew Judon has 13 sacks. Yep. Like, I mean, I mean, and they just, like, they, if they had a functioning offense, I mean, they would have beaten the Packers, right? And they would have, they probably would have beaten... I don't know who else they've lost to in close games. I can't remember off the top of my head either. It probably would have beaten... 
I mean, there's a, a world where they're like, like seven and th- like seven and something right now. If they just had a functioning offense to back up the fact that their defense is playing well, like, and who 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 would have thought? Who would have predicted that Jack Jones was right. going to be good? Like uh, a late round corner at ASU. Eh. I gotta say it because the internet. Theo Ash, he's the one who thought that because he's an Arizona State guy and he's a homer and he's going to pretend fair, he knew from right. the beginning, even though he didn't. The first time he ever mentioned Jack Jones's name was eight weeks into this year, but Theo's going to continue to pretend like he was the only guy on it. Actually, I will say that Theo on their podcast mentioned it before the draft even happened. Did he? Like, yeah, because he's talking about how he was draft eligible and how the best ASU player he ever saw play live was Jack Jones. Okay. Because he was talking about like but, his favorite ASU players ever. Ah, still, but yeah, but I mean, he talks nobody the same way was about everyone from Jack ASU. Jones. He talks the same way about Felipe Franks as well. And like, come on now. So right, <laughs> but Frank Darby. No, Frank Darby. Yes, great player. Uh, <laughs> uh, so for the Jets, we're not talking about the Jets. Never mind. I'm dumb. So <laughs> pivoting to where I wanted to pivot to, you mentioned Matthew Judon and his small resurgence he's having because he had a kind of down year, at least sacks wise last year. He bounced back. Let's talk about another really mm-hmm. good bounce back edge rusher. And what may have been the best free agent signing of last year somehow, Zadarius Smith. I don't want to get into the entire Vikings game. Oh, it's cute. Sorry he's better than everyone on the Packers defense. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Preston Smith better. Preston Smith. Has he even played a game this year? We kept the right Smith, bro. Okay. I know you're yes. just a homer. President Smith is playing the game this year. I'm sorry. No, the only Smith. guy on the Packers defense who's played kind of good this year is Rashawn Gary. And I yeah. miss Rashawn Gary. You miss Rashawn Gary? What do you miss him? I do miss Rashawn Gary. He oh, did tore he get his hurt ACL. The, oh, did he? I did not know that for some reason. I guess the Lions. Yeah, he tore his ACL. Gotcha. Gotcha. Which is why our pass rush has been awful, and our run you know defense who has been helped? even worse. Zadarius Smith. Christian I, Kirksey. I know what? you're just no. being biased, but it's fine. Whatever. I know I you're just being, just being biased. What, you hate him because he chose the best team in the uh, NFC North? Not, not the stupid uh, green team? Hey, don't talk about the green team like that. Oh, I absolutely will. They are better than the Bears. Are they? Standings-wise, yes. And I'll die in that hill. I don't care if they are they aren't talent-wise. I'm going to milk the we're higher than you in the standings thing for as long as I can until it eventually is no longer correct. <laughs> I was going to say, what happens if you can't? Okay, there is a feasible chance... That the Packers are bottom of the <laughs> NFC North at the end of the year. Like, it's possible. I don't care, dude. Top 10 pick. Who cares? I don't care. No, that's fair. At this point, what do you do with that I don't pick, like... though, if you're the Packers? Um, I'd probably take 
the best defensive tackle available for run stopping purposes. Didn't you just pick a defensive tackle last year? Technically, yeah, but it sucks. Oh. We, need, we need a good one. Um, I would also say if Jackson Smith and Jigba's there, you were pulling the trigger on that. No, you're um, not. Offensive line. You know, offensive line. He's not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, offensive line would be great if there's a top three offensive lineman from the class still there. I take him. Um, honestly, then any offensive line position, I would take as long as it's not quarterback, running back, tight end. Or, that's about it. Or corner. I would or safety. I guess you don't take a safety unless it's those like Kyle are Hamilton. your first five picks. I'm sorry. We know good account. Listen, well. man. Yes. I, I, if I if if. If, if I'm sitting there on draft day and we have like the ninth overall pick, let's say, and I hear the name Anthony Richardson from the University of Florida, I can confidently say there will be so many. Uh, there will be so many. I, I mean, I don't even know what I would do if they. I don't know. What they need to do is trade Jordan Love to whoever has the number one overall pick, <laughs> right? And they can no. just take whoever they want. The Texans will go into next year with Jordan Love. No, they won't. Nobody will. Except maybe the Packers. Because you know what the smart move for the Packers probably is? Blow it up. Trading Rodgers. Trade yeah. Rodgers. Trade Bakhtiari. Who else I is, who am else completely is old? Into, uh, Adrian Amos, Kenny Clark's you ship him there. out. Kenny Adrian Clark, Amos. you ship nah, Isn't Kenny Clark only like 26? I feel like, I gotta, yeah, I you're probably check. right. Kenny Clark's one of those guys who I feel like has been in the league for longer than he actually has been. Rizul Douglas, got to get rid of him. No, he's 27. Andre Campbell. Rizul Douglas is 27? No, no, no. Kenny Clark. Oh, I was say, Rizul Douglas is so much older than that. Um, <laughs> Andre Campbell's up there. And those are good players, but it's just like, the Packers are going to have to rebuild at some point. Like, he can't just always be good. Like, even the Patriots are right. going into rebuilding mode. And if you're the Packers, right now dynasty. is probably... And the Steelers the... were a dynasty once. Yep. Like, it, it has to happen. Right now is the and best okay time to it. blow it up. Because Rodgers yeah. still has value. So do something that, with it. Yeah. The Colts, if the Colts call, you answer. Because the Colts have assets. What if the Vikings call? And you have assets, so fine. Right. I mean, I don't care. I, I was if curious. it's a far situation. I wanted to know if you were on Miller Football's side of in-division <laughs> trades are stupid and bullshit. No, they're not. In-division trades are funny. Right. And I like them. And I think a I Rogers think... getting shipped to Minnesota, that would be so hilarious. The internet would explode. Oh, it would be. Oh, it would. Twitter would, <laughs> Twitter would be on something different that yeah. day. Um... <laughs> And Rodgers, like, I mean, after this year, if he, like, plays well the rest of this year, his value is the highest it's going to be for the next few years because yeah. he's going to keep regressing. So if anybody's calling who has the assets to do it, you are answering the phone if you're Brian. I think you are because it just – I um, I think all those teams we listed – yeah, we were talking about the need a quarterback. Like, I don't think he would go to Washington. No, 
I guess he wouldn't really have a choice, but well, actually, I think he does. I think he has no yeah, trade he probably clause. has no trade clause. So he'd have yeah. to waive it. So he gets. He his wouldn't. Pick. He wouldn't go to Washington. He. I would. If I'm him, I'm going to the Jets. If they if they call and they offer enough assets, if I'm him, I'm going. They're a well built team. He could win a ring with the Jets, like legitimately. See, if I'm him, I have the same mindset that I would have, or that as much as I hate it, that Brett Favre had at the time. I want to go anywhere where I can play Green Bay. They play them twice. So if I were Rodgers, yeah. that's what I would want. Now, would the Vikings even call? I have no idea. Would I mean, the Packers even answer the phone? I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, like, we made I don't know if the Vikings would do it just because... I don't know, like, if the Vikings are just like, hey, man... Let's trade out this old quarterback for another old quarterback. Because then what do you do when Rodgers is finished? Well, no. So here's what you do. We call up the Packers and we say, oh, are you there? I am. Okay. You froze a little bit. Wanted to make sure you were here before I got into this. But if you're the Vikings, you call up the Packers. Technically, I think Kirk has a year left on his deal, which sucks. But either way, the Vikings and Packers both would want Kirk included not for the Packers to compete but because you gotta make the money work somehow if you're gonna do that deal Kirk has to be involved so we say here's Kirk here's our first round pick this year our first round pick next year in the second round the Vikings go draft Anthony Richardson or Hendon Hooker or one of those guys leave him on the bench behind Rodgers for two or three years Rodgers go win because I think we really are a quarterback away. Well, our offensive line on Sunday was bad, but I'm not going to get into that. But I think really, realistically our roster is a true quarterback away. Yeah. As much as and- I, I will argue that you can win with Kirk Cousins. I, I will defend that with my life because mm-hmm. I've seen worse quarterbacks win. So I know you can. But with Rodgers, it's not about you can it's about you should. <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've you I, I'm, you've you've seen NFL rumors on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. You know them. Um, they for the most part are pretty stupid, but they had like an intriguing thing that, like. They were talking about a rumor that's going around that the Raiders and Packers are just going to swap quarterbacks in during the offseason, which I know is not true. That no. There's no way those rumors are happening. But I just think it would be such an interesting narrative if Derek Carr and and Rodgers just switched places and Adams is just like, all right, well, I'm still here. So Rodgers and Adams reunite and then Derek Carr goes to the Packers. I yeah. mean, So here's why I think that's not real. Derek Carr is the Raiders' starting quarterback next year. I don't care who they could get. The Chiefs could call and offer Patrick Mahomes, and the answer's no. Because Devontae's not going to play if you get rid of the guy that is the reason he's suiting up. It's not going to happen. You're not throwing away Devontae Adams because you want a slight upgrade from Derek Carr. And I don't know if what will he be next year? 39 year old Aaron Rodgers will be better next year than Derek Carr. I can't guarantee you that. Not better enough to even give up assets. No. And not better enough to even give up. Especially on having for the Raiders, you have to keep your assets because 
right now it's not looking great. <laughs> like no. McDaniel's sucks. Yeah. So <clears throat> move on from McDaniel's. Go get a real coach. You know who's out there right now? Frank Reich needs a job. <laughs> Frank Reich can turn that yes. Raiders team around yeah. real quick. Hopefully. And then so you've got you've got Reich. Let's say the Raiders do that. Then what do you do? Oh, you do have a true number one corner now. Nate Hobbs has been phenomenal. Rocky Sin's a good like mm-hmm. third corner. So go get another corner. Whether it's in the draft or free agency, I don't care. Go get another corner. Shore up that offensive line. And get healthy. And next year the Raiders are a real team. Injuries Here's in what that O line is the problem. Here's what the Packers do. Okay. If the Raiders end up picking ahead of the Packers, they trade Jair for that pick and they move up. And then we take whoever we take. That's not a bad idea. Okay. Move Jair for the for the Raiders pick, which is probably top ten, unless the Raiders flip the shit right now. Which they did just get a win. And that's now's division, your only time to flip it's it. Still tough. Right. But you yeah. did just win a game. So you're on the right track. Just keep it up. Right. <laughs> so, unless the Raiders, like, win out, they're going to get a top 10 pick. So you trade that for Jair. Packers, now you have two first-round picks. Then you trade Rodgers to somewhere. Don't care. I genuinely don't. Anyone who will take him, get whatever assets you can. Boom. Fuck it. Trade Jordan Love, too. Find somebody who's willing to take a chance on the guy. Then, like I we think, I don't tell me you want the Packers to walk into next year with Jordan Love. I mean, no, I was gonna say I think that like the market for Jordan Love is a little bit bigger than people think. Oh. There were rumors that he was gonna get traded before the draft last year. The Patriots who were gonna trade away their first round pick for Love, and the Packers would move up and the Patriots would get Love, and they wouldn't have drafted. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, and but the Raiders, like right now, their schedule is kind of mixed. I mean, they have the Seahawks next week, and they go Chargers and Rams back to back, and they have Patriots, Steelers, 49ers, and then Chiefs for Week 18. So there's enough of there's enough winnable games there where they might not be picking in the top ten. I still think they will, but. The scary thing is the Eagles will be picking in the top 10 most likely because That's of so New Orleans. That's so I don't even unfair. know who they would take. You know, like, what do you do there? I don't know. Uh, the, 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 uh, Will. Will Anderson? The edge rusher from Bama? Is it Anderson? Because there are two Wills this year. There's Will. There's Will, Will Anderson. Is the quarterback no, Kentucky. there's another edge rusher. Will Anderson and Will McDonald. And I always get the oh, two confused. Will McDonald is not a top ten pick. Okay, so Anderson. Okay. Anderson's like a general. I get the two confused in my head. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But probably him. That's probably what the Eagles do. That's terrifying. Or you trade back with somebody who's desperate. I'm still more terrified that the Saints did offer Alvin Kamara for that pick specifically. I'm more scared that the Eagles are just waiting to see how the legal bullshit with Kamara works out, and then they pull the trigger on that trade. 
and they get Alvin Kamara. On draft day, 100%. It could be like an A.J. Brown thing. Right. They're, gonna it, do, they're, if, they're probably going to end up doing it. If Kamara's like, not honestly. going to jail and he's going to play for the next couple of years, the Eagles are without right. a doubt it pulling been, the it trigger. It would have been stupid to pull the trigger this year. Yeah. Because he could get suspended for like an entire season. As much would it have been, jail. though? I still question that because, you know, you go win a ring. Who cares if he misses six next year? Weeks. That is true. Like, um, like, yeah, man. I mean, the Eagles—they're probably going to end up with a generational prospect at whatever after. position they end up taking them at, and they're going to be most likely at least in the NFC Championships. So, I'm still I mean for Nick Sirianni being an awful coach, which brings me to my next point. The hell's going on with the Eagles? Um. Okay, uh, there's a couple things. Yep. I think that Jalen Hurts is kind of Kyler Murray-esque, where he's not going to keep up this play style the entire year. I think that the not being able to throw over the middle of the field is really going to catch up to him. And when good defenses take away that, those deep shots on the sideline or take away that outside stuff, and they force you to throw it over the middle into contested, into like a linebacker or into like zone coverage, I mean, you got to be able to do it if you're going to beat teams in the playoffs. Like the Bucks, mm-hmm. like even the Bucks would give them trouble because they have great linebackers. Well, Levante David's great. Devin White's overrated. But. Um, they just, their run defense without Jordan Davis is pretty bad. Like, their run defense against Washington, they didn't allow a lot of yards, but they just couldn't tackle Brian Robinson when they really needed to. And I just think overall, like, their offensive line, as good as it is, isn't perfect. And Jalen Hurts, like I said, I think that... He can he might see a Kyler Murray like regression towards the end of the season. I just don't think the Eagles have been tested enough. Like even the good teams they played didn't like, show up. Didn't have a good game against them. Yep. Like the Vikings in week two. Like the Vikings in week two did not really test them as much as they would if they played tomorrow. Um. Sorry. Uh. Sorry. Dinner just arrived. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, my uh, my first thing with that is if their run defense stays the way it is after Jordan Davis gets back, they're fucked. They won't win a game yep. in the playoffs unless they luck out and get the Bucks, because that's the only team that yeah. cannot run on the Which NFC they side. They won't because they'll no. probably be in the, unless they're the one seed. Right. It's like. They have to play the Cowboys in the playoffs. They're done. Game. They, they have to play like... And we saw this at the end of that Monday night game. This was what I was going to bring up. The Eagles didn't score. The Vikings figured it out. Our offense, we still couldn't run the ball because we're down three touchdowns. But, you know, can they stop Cook and Madison? No. So... The Vikings could get them. Uh, the Niners could get them. The Giants with Saquon could get you. Washington already got you. Like the Niners could get them. The Seahawks, especially, especially because of that run defense that the Niners have. I mean, they would just eat those RPOs alive. Yeah. Like, and 
like I mean, yeah, like you said, like I mean, there are a lot of just teams that are just really aren't good at running the football right now. And the Eagles, like Jordan Davis coming back needs to be the end of their run defense struggles. I gotta um, hope. If they get the Bucks, they'll probably be fine. They probably won't get the Bucks. Up they'll oh, probably be the one seed and the Bucks won't make it through the wild card, so no. Most the likely. Bucks, if the Bucks win their division, the Bucks get San Fran. Most likely. As of right yeah. now. I don't know. Actually, as of right now, the Bucks get the Cowboys. <laughs> they would get crushed. The Cowboys would smoke them. Yeah. That would be awful. The Bucks are then, not built for a playoff run. No. By any means. They're they're just they're a division merchant this year. Yep. I mean, they won the Super Bowl Brady's first year, but, like, they're essentially a division merchant, especially with the Saints being bad. Back when Breeze was there, it was like, eh, you know, maybe, but... Yeah, because as of right now, the Vikings would get the Seahawks, which I think is a winnable game. I would take that. I'd much prefer to play the Seahawks than the 49ers or Cowboys in that first round. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> give me the Seahawks, I don't, give me the Giants, give me somebody. If make it... I don't expect Gino to show up in the playoffs. I mean, he very well could, but like, I don't even think if the Seahawks does. are ready to make a run. Uh, yeah. Even if he does, their defense is bad. I know everybody wants to discredit the Vikings all the time. I'm sorry, they're not losing to the Seahawks in Minnesota in the playoffs. Promise. No. Promise. No. <laughs> even if like. Even if Gino does G- Gino things, I mean Gino did Gino things against the Bucks, and they yeah. pretty easily lost. Um, so, I mean, the, yeah, the Vikings. I mean, their Vikings receivers would just yeah. eat that secondary alive. And yeah. even like, even if you're like, we'll just put Tariq Warren on Justin Jefferson, and that's that not going to end well for you. That wouldn't work. It's not going to end well for you. And then if you put anybody else on Jefferson, it's just like they're getting flamed. Tariq Bolin, like, the reason he's like, so good yeah. is because he's a zone corner and they run a lot of zone. If he tried to go man to man with Jefferson, he would get embarrassed. Because most Torched. corners yeah. do. Now, I know lately, the fun thing, I know we're talking <laughs> Cowboys Vikings on your podcast, so I'm going to keep this very, very brief. Mm-hmm. Diggs, no one in Dallas's secondary locked down anyone on Sunday. Diggs didn't lock down Jefferson. You know who locked down the passing game? Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, and that front seven. Because if you don't have time to throw, then nobody can catch the ball. <laughs> like, we don't know who yeah. would have won those matchups because we didn't get to see them, <laughs> which I think was yes. Dallas's yeah. goal, and it worked. So, GG. Mm-hmm. So, we'll, yeah, we'll get Dan, into the full... Dan Quinn rant about that man we'll talk about dan quinn yeah but yeah yeah i think we're getting close to the end here i know i had the one other thing for you it yes well as of the day this podcast comes out yesterday was thanksgiving so what are you thankful for this year mr mr talk sports mr Uh, i think the first thing is just the the opportunities that content creation has given me this year, uh, like I don't know if you know who Sir Yacht is, um, mm-hmm. 
but he is one of the most influential creators to me, and I had him on my podcast, and sitting down and talking to him, a dude that I looked up to, like, so incredibly much, like, being on a podcast with Theo, who's someone that really got me sparked yep. into, like, wanting to be more analytical about football, and, and like, I ta- I was, I had, like, a senior writer for the Toronto Raptors on, like, on one of my podcast episodes, and, like, they're my favorite basketball team, so hearing, like, the perspective that he had on, like, the current Raptors and, like, the 2019 championship was just phenomenal, um, and just, like, I don't know, man, like, I just, it's crazy to me that, like, just like a year ago today, like I like could barely get like anybody on the podcast, right. and now I have like a rotation of guests pretty consistent, like you and David and 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 Stephen and stuff like that. But also just people who like I never thought would ever even respond to a DM. I shot them right. and they did. So yeah, yeah. Now I made an entire video kind of talking about this, but I didn't mention everybody that I wanted to like the video was more targeted towards like some of the most influential people over the last year for me. So like you mm-hmm. and Miller, I didn't really talk about in the video talking about who I was thankful for this year. Doesn't mean I'm not. It just means there were yes. other people on the list that I wanted to get to first. Right. You know, other sure. reasons, other things. I, I hope nobody takes not being in that video as a slight. That was not the goal. <laughs> I, I hope yeah, people yeah. don't think that's passive aggressively. <laughs> me being like, oh, he hates these guys. It's like, no, that's not it. You know, mm. didn't mention Jedi, who I think has listened and commented on every podcast on like every platform. Mm. So that's nuts. So, but nope. either way, just the people this year, man got to experience a lot of cool people agree and yeah and like you and miller and and steven and i mean i've even had more interaction with theo since being on a podcast with him and and i don't know if you know like uh him he takes but i've I've, I, i met him and talked to him quite a bit um and like yeah i mean the list goes on dude and there's like people who are like DMing me on TikTok saying that like I'm one of the favorite creators and that they like like they watch every single video they're on every single live and like that is something that I never thought would ever happen to me. Right. You know, it, it's just crazy to me that there are people who like sit down and they like actually like they like they stop on one of my videos and they just listen and they like it. You know, and that's like I never had a community. That's so I mean wild. that's another thing that I'm thankful for is just my community like yep. in general like the fact that i have a community even yep. like that's such a blessing to me yeah yeah it's crazy i'm very yeah. i'm almost just thankful for the well this year but i don't know i've had some rough stretches this year that i'm not so thankful for so uh, <laughs> sure. you know I feel i'm that. thankful for the majority of 2022 those other parts can go fuck <laughs> themselves uh <laughs> yeah yeah agreed but, yeah i think uh i'm gonna double check my plans that i sent you because i can't even remember the plans i make because i'm good at my job <laughs> um yeah i think that'll probably be a good spot to wrap it for now so you got anything All else right. you want to say to the people <laughs> 
Drew Locke is a top 32 quarterback oh in the God. NFL. Drew Locke's not even a top 32 quarterback on the Seahawks. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, you know what? I'm thankful for Drew Locke. I'm thankful for Drew Locke. That's who I'm thankful for the most. You know who I'm thankful Drew for? Locke. Kevin who? O'Connell. We have a real football coach is. in Minnesota now. <laughs> Not just some yeah. loser who likes to scream all the time. Getting fights mm-hmm. with his own quarterback. <laughs> but, all right. Yeah. I think that's a good spot to end it. So, thanks for watching. Go Perfect. follow Jake everywhere. He's Peace. there. And, yeah, we'll catch you in the next one. Peace. All right.